Hello, this is the WGN Morning News Podcast. I'm Brian Say. And I'm Ross McAbee. Each week we talk to one of your favorite WGN Morning News personalities. We ask them personal questions and try to make them squirm a little bit. We dig up the scuttlebutt and dish on the hot goss. Ross, what do you like most about this week's guest? I like this week's guest because we're desk buddies and he doesn't get too mad when I yell during his radio hits. How about you, Brian? What do you like about this week's guest? I love this week's guest because he's always giving our silly morning show bits a Dean's List A. This is the WGN Morning News Podcast. Our guest this week is entertainment reporter and critic Dean Richards. Dean joins us now. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? I'm I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Let's just settle this once and for all. Brian thinks his voice doesn't sound it's just off adequate a little this for week. doing this. Yeah. Uh, you sound a, uh, like you have a cold. I'm just a little raspy this week, so I'm just going to not probably not talk very much. But let's get to it. We work for Channel 9, Dean. This is a behind-the-scenes podcast where we yep. learn secrets about you. Yep. I was wondering if I could ask you nine very personal questions. Are you willing to answer my questions? Uh, we'll see. All right. Time now for nine very personal questions. These are nine very personal questions. All right, Dean, are you ready? I'm ready. Question number one. What is the best dessert uh, the best dessert is uh, Portillo's chocolate cake. Oh, wow. It's the greatest chocolate cake in the history of chocolate cake. My mother, who was a baker all of her life, I came to some family function once with the Portillo's chocolate cake, and she said, why did you bring that? I could have baked a cake. Do you know how, much, do you know how many cakes I could have made with what you spent for that cake? And I said, just try the cake. It's it's good cake. So she takes a fork. She takes a, a bite of the cake. And like she's whirling it around in her mouth like she's at some international wine competition, savoring the, uh, the uh, uh, tones of the cake. And then she puts the fork down and she goes, that's damn good cake. So my mother approved. Which actor would play you in the WGN Morning News movie? That would be uh, not an actor. It would be a singer who I imagine uh, can act, I guess, uh, Billy Joel. Oh, sure. Since I've played him, I think now it's time for him to return the favor. That's right. For the listener. Uh, listener? Do you only have one listener have for one this? listener, oh. yeah. It's my mom. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Mom. I miss to say. For the listeners, uh, Dean once played Billy Joel in uh, Pat Tomasulo's Man of the People. Is, right. That's what you're referencing. Right. We went around Chicago. Billy Joel was at Wrigley Field. We went around Chicago with me pretending like I was Billy Joel with a limo and a bodyguard. and People actually thought I was Billy Joel. Billy Joel is not my first time. I met him in Vegas. He looks the same, a little bit more gray, but you know, hey, <laughs> what it is being a celebrity. <laughs> that was fun. Because I do look like him. Yeah. I, I do. There's a resemblance. So, yeah. So he can, he can do me now. Let's say you have three hours to yourself without any commitments. How do you spend that time? <laughs> Uh, depends on the time of year. If it's summertime, I'll be outside working in my yard because I like to, I like to grow things. You have a green thumb. I have a green thumb. Yes. Uh, I like to grow vegetables. I like to grow stuff that I can eat. Uh, not so big on the flower. I, I like flowers, but I don't really care about them that much, but I like to grow things that I can eat. You hate beauty. I, yeah, mostly I just hate beauty. Uh, and, um, if it's winter, if I have three hours, I'll probably be experimenting with something in the kitchen. 
uh, trying to work up, you know, like new recipes, experimenting with different things. What if I do this? What if I, what if I do that? Uh, more often than not, I'll just put on some mindless, uh, stupid television. Because honestly, I'm not like most people where I could, I want to I want to go home and turn on a movie. I want to go home and watch television because that's what I that's my job. So it's not that I don't get the same level of pleasure out of those things as most people do. But, uh, you know, if I can find something, you know, if there's like a family guy marathon going on, I'm there all day. <laughs> I'll watch it all day. Three Stooges. I'm there all day. Uh, old, mo- old movies. I can watch all day. Which stooge is your favorite stooge? Uh, Curly. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. Ross, what's, who's your favorite stooge? Uh, I'd have to say Mo. Yeah, I think I like Mo as well. Why? Why do you like Mo? Because he's, he's in the, charge. Yeah, he's the bully. Yeah. 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 He's the leader of the pack. I like the carefree nature of a Curly. Yeah, Curly is spectacular. Curly is. It's a pure innocence to him. I learned how to fall on the floor and run around in circles. Well. Yeah. From Curly. Well. It's not something that I show around the office very often, but. Would you like to demonstrate? No. Okay. Maybe. Um, We'll see how it goes. I don't know if I want to do it for just the one listener, one viewer. (laughs) Yeah. Am I hearing something? That was my that was my. Oh, earpiece. your IFB's plugged in. I should probably turn it off. Yeah, I mean that's fine if you want it on, but I thought you accidentally called someone or something. No, no it's my <laughs> it's my earpiece that I wear. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, for those of you people can see this, right? Yeah, no, this is yeah, this is a visual podcast. Yeah, see, Dean told me to call him twenty minutes in. If it's not going well, call, yeah. call me that my house is on fire. Uh, which movie is the best movie? Boy, I get that question twenty times a week. Now, we've asked this question of all the other podcast guests. So, I mean, it is unique for you, obviously, but... It's a question for me that's impossible to answer because there are too many movies that I think are spectacular that I would watch over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Probably the one that comes to my mind first, so maybe it's my favorite, is the first Godfather movie. Mm. Uh, I could watch that every single day for the rest of my life. I'm not sure what that says about me, but it's a spectacularly made performed produced movie all the way around but you know there are other great uh i'll i'll stop whatever i'm doing if i ever see shawshank redemption on someplace i will stop and watch that no matter what mm-hmm. um moonstruck is one of my favorite movies of all time with Cher and olympia dukakis and nicholas cage love that there's a million old black and white movies from the 40s uh, that i love uh i love some like it hot Jack Lemon and uh, and good old what's his name Tony Curtis, Tony Curtis. Have you ever seen Cat People, nineteen forties? I don't think so. Black and white. No, I saw it at the Music Box I think last year, and uh, it was spectacular. What's it about? Um, People who are cats. This woman who's uh, an immigrant, I think from Ukraine or something, um, keeps going to the zoo, and eventually she becomes like a big cat. She's like obsessed with big cats. She becomes know, like a cougars. cat. Well, that's what we're, I guess I'm spoiling it, but yeah, that's what we're led mm. to believe, and uh, it's very mystical. And You like uh, those eclectic movies. Well, I like the 40s, you know, they talked differently back then. You know, they'd have silly little phrases that are just fun to sort of revive, and just a different sort of, I don't know. But yeah, I like weird Brian, things. Uh, Brian, I occasionally chat about movies that he's seen 
at the music box or some other pseudo intellectual movie theater that he uh, likes to go to. Um, pseudo intellect. I like how you threw pseudo in front of there. <laughs> Thank you, Dean Richard. <laughs> um, he's got a very eclectic a movie taste. Yeah. What is your favorite word? <laughs> Boy, I never thought about what might be my favorite word. I don't know. I, I don't. I have no idea. You refuse to answer the question. I don't, I'm not refusing. I just can't think of one word that I like more than another. Do you have a favorite Greek word? I'd say tzatziki. I think that's a fun word. Well, what's that mean? I don't know tzatziki about that. Tzatziki sauce. Tzatziki is, uh, that's, a, that's the yogurt, cucumber, and garlic You put it dip. on your gyro? You put it on a gyro oh, sandwich. Oh, yum. It's, uh, it's delicious on a sandwich. It's a fun word to say. Yeah, tzatziki. Tzatziki, yeah. Tzatziki. Oh, I'm saying it incorrectly. I'm definitely saying pretty, it wrong. You're pretty close. It's tzatziki. 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 Sa- no. But then there's a D at the beginning of the next. Tzatziki. Tzatziki. Z. It's a Z. Could you do it again for me? Tzatziki. Tzatziki. Wow. I'm You'd just, have to see the word. I'm think. better understanding why there's only one listener to this now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Sadziki is your favorite word? Sad, I feel like we no, inserted that's Ross, that. It's yeah. Ross's. Yeah. What's your favorite Greek that's word? That's Ross's favorite Greek word. What's your favorite Greek word? Um, I don't know. I, 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 just, I never thought about what my favorite words might be. Hmm. I'm not that deep. I'm really, I'm not that deep. It's not about depth. It's about, uh, you know, what word uh, maybe do you use most often or what uh, tickles never, you the way it sounds. Never kept track. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see if you've, you've kept track it's of this just one. belch. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, least favorite smell? Uh, vomit. Ooh. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, there are other horrible smells. Yeah. Mostly of a bodily function uh, variety. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But none, there, there are a few smells that can uh, make you vomit. It's a word that describes what's about to happen to you when you smell it. Yeah, and the act of vomiting is just horrible. Awful. Yeah. It's horrible. It's yeah. the most degrading thing. Thank God I haven't vomited in years. Has it been a long time for it's you? It's been a super long time. It's been years for me as well. Yeah, but Same. it's the worst. I'd, it's the yeah. worst. It's, the, it's just awful. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners still listening, thank you. For the one listener. Yeah. When you order a pizza, where do you like to order from, and what are your go-to toppings? Oh, I, I love uh, D'Agostino's. It's my favorite pizza uh, place for thin crust, and I always order uh, super thin uh, mushroom, green pepper, and feta cheese. Okay. That's my go-to thin crust pizza. Uh, for thick, which I, I don't really order that often. I prefer uh, thin crust. And uh, saloon cut also, by the way. Don't give me a wedge. Not, I'm not interested in a slice. I want tavern cut. But if I get a, a thick pizza, I like Lou Malnati's. It's delicious. Fresh ingredients. Very nice. But you get yourself a, one of those D'Agostino's pizzas. That's, that's fine living right there. What do you think happens when we die? Oh, boy. I think... I just think that that's the end. I'm not sh- sure. I, I've had a lot of time to think about this in the last couple of years because my brother died and my mother died. And so many people said, oh, well, you'll see them again. 
uh, you know, you'll be reunited one day. And, uh, you know, they're up there together, uh, you know, with your other dead relatives. And really, you know, I started thinking about it. It's like most of my relatives who are dead really didn't like each other that much. So I hope, I'm guessing that they are not uh, together up there unless something miraculous happened because they didn't really want to be around each other while they were here. So I don't know, maybe they are, but I've had a lot of time to think about this. And I just, I think that when you die, that's the end of it. And I know a lot of people feel differently than I do about that, but that's what I feel. If you weren't at the old number nine, where would you be? Well, um, I don't really know how to do anything else, so. You can cook. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to do that for a living, though. I think that would take all the enjoyment out of it. If I was, if I, if I had to cook, I think that would take all the enjoyment out of it. Uh, but I might be someplace where there's where the the climate is nicer, and if you know, if it wasn't a job where I was just going to, you know, just do things that I would like to do, I'd I'd probably do things. Uh, uh, outside in the garden and and cook, but not for a living. I, I wouldn't want to do any of that stuff for a living. So in this fantasy world, you are not working? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was question number nine. I had one last bonus question. It's a little controversial. This is a bonus controversial question. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh, um, the worst, the, the only movie that I've ever walked out of is called Ford Fairlane, uh, starring uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, I don't, I don't really remember the specifics of why I hated it so much. It's stupid. I, I remember that, but I remember I hated it enough that I walked out of it. And then just uh, a week or so ago, this new movie uh, called Bones and All, mm. that is the um, millennial romance cannibal love story uh, about two millennials that uh, meet each other and they're both out uh seeking uh, people to eat mm. uh, out there and uh, they wind up meeting each other and they form a, a romance and uh, you know just uh, eat people uh, together and that didn't do it for you and i sort of hated that also just because of the premise of eating other it was people? disgusting mm. yeah, i don't want to i i don't want to go to a movie and watch it it's, it was fairly graphic i i didn't mm. I didn't need to see two people eating other people. Like, I'm going to rip your stomach open hmm. and eat your Ugh. insides. Hmm. Bury my face in your bloody innards. And Hey, enjoy. Enjoy that popcorn. This has been a really wonderful podcast so far, I just want to say. <laughs> I think you're being a little sarcastic. <laughs> you think? All right, this has been Nine Very Personal Questions. These are Nine Very Personal Questions. You're listening to the WGN Morning News Podcast. More with Dean Richards coming up. (laughs) 
You're listening to the WGN Morning News Podcast. I'm Brian Say. And I'm Ross McAbee. We do a voicemail segment each week on this podcast. Last week, our mailbox was full. That's my bad. I apologize. But hey, please keep calling. Pick up your phone right now and dial 773-883-3323. We've got two episodes left, Annabelle Laval and Mike Toomey. Maybe you're wondering what shoe size Mike is. Or maybe you want to know what Anna's favorite around town is. This is your chance to be a part of this magical podcast. Brian, what's that number again? It's 773-883-3323. You can leave a voicemail and ask them whatever you want. Then we'll play it for them when we record their interviews and force them to answer your question. Make it interesting, make it funny, and let's have some fun. One more time, that's 773-883-3323. Call now. This is the WGN News. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is the WGN Morning News Podcast. I'm Dean Richards. Hey, thanks, Dean. Ross, I heard you found a clip. Yeah, Brian, I found a clip featuring this week's guest, Dean Richards. And then I guess we should play a clip. Let's play a clip. Let's play a clip. All right, Dean, this segment is called Let's Play a Clip, and this clip is about the Queen of Soul. Well, we were inter- interviewing Aretha Franklin at the, um, it was a, a casino in Indiana. She sits down to do the interview, and um, Aretha had just like this one-piece sequin, big sequin gown, and I had to somehow finagle a microphone on her. And so she was sitting down, and I had to snake this microphone and I, I, I put it on, and I feel like it got a little caught on a sequence or something happened. It wasn't completely secure, but I, I left it there. We were kind of in a hurry, and I went back behind Dean in this small little fitting room, and I, I said to Dean, all right, let's go. We're ready to do the interview. I'm rolling. Yeah. And Aretha's talking with her hands before the interview actually starts, and she knocks the microphone off. And the microphone went clean down her cleavage. <laughs> And, and, it, and it went deep. The more she kept moving, it just went deeper and deeper. It was like... It was, muffled and muffled, more just, muffled. It was, like, it was like that microphone was spelunking on Aretha Franklin. <laughs> so so I kind of... I was right behind Dean's, Dean's ear and his head because we were so tight. And I just kind of leaned over to Dean. And I said, Dean, the mic's gone. And he kind of turns and looks at me while he's still talking, small talk with Aretha Franklin, the queen of soul. And I'm like, the mic's gone, Dean. It, the mic is gone. It went down. <laughs> And I said, and I'm not going to get it. Right. <laughs> right. But I do, you know, that's one of those stories I use when I am miking up someone that I can tell is like shaking and completely nervous to be on TV. Right. And I just say. You tell that story. I tell them the story. I said, listen, this microphone went down Aretha Franklin's <laughs> cleavage. So don't worry about this microphone. It'll treat you <laughs> all right. So that was Emmy Award winning photographer Mike D'Angelo telling us a story. <laughs> Uh, do you remember that story? Of course I do. <laughs> I don't remember which casino it was in northern Indiana, but we went, we scored a, a one-on-one interview with Aretha Franklin, legendary, and Mike is one of the greatest photographers ever, not just here at WGN, ever. And, uh, you know, so he's getting everything set up he, he you know we have the, the the little lavalier microphones as they're called these these tiny things that normally you would just you know clip onto yeah. a, a jacket or most women just clip it onto the like the collar of their dress or right. something but aretha <laughs> clipped it to her uh, cleavage area uh and the microphone did get unclipped and fell into her cleavage uh she, apparently she didn't feel it she didn't, didn't react in any way, 
But I don't know if it was Mike or me that said to her, uh, your microphone uh, came off your dress and fell inside. And she just sort of leaned back and said, oh, baby, just go ahead and get in there. <laughs> Everybody's been down there. Oh, okay. So so you went spelunking, as I he think, put it. Well, I think we just pulled on the wire. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think we actually put coal miners' hats on. Right. And <laughs> went... Went down for an expedition. But that didn't ruin the interview for you? Not Everything a, was fine? Not at all. It was, I mean, it's a fantastic story that uh, Mike, Mike remembers uh, more often than I do. I, th- I think he was traumatized that day. Uh, but we pulled the mic, we pulled the mic out, and uh, we clipped it. He clipped it back on. Uh, and uh, we went on our, our merry ways. It was just a very, very magical, tremendous moment. Who's your uh, favorite celebrity to interview? Tom Hanks. I thought you might say that. Yeah. Uh, couldn't be a nicer guy. Uh, couldn't be more down to earth. But Tom Hanks has been here several times and famously did the walk down the, the hallway where we dressed up people on our staff uh, to simulate roles that he's done in the movies. And he was, he mentions that every time that I see him of how you guys surprised me. I think it's still the most popular clip when we've asked people, what's your favorite clip that we've ever shown on the morning show? It's the it's almost always the the Tom Hanks walk. Um, When uh, the movie Road to Perdition opened up, which was mostly shot here in the Chicago area. So we did, the world premiere was here at the Chicago Theater. And we did interviews with him, I forget what hotel, uh, but he was uh, running a little bit late for the interviews. We're, we're all at, at some hotel, you know, waiting for him to show up so we can do one-on-one interviews with him. And he shows up with a big bag of Italian beef sandwiches for everybody. And he's like tossing out Italian beef sandwiches to everybody. Sorry, I, hey, sorry, I kept you waiting. I'll be with you in a minute. He's like, he fed everybody. And, uh, you know, who doesn't want an Italian beef sandwich? Yeah, I, I would. Can't go wrong with that. Exactly. So we do the interviews. We see the movie. And then uh, the cast party was uh, to take place at Gene and Giorgetti's restaurant. So uh, they asked me to come on the 9 o'clock news, 9 p.m. news, and, uh, you know, to kind of recap the whole day with the red carpet and the party was already uh, going on inside. So I'm standing outside Gene and Giorgetti's with a microphone and a camera. And say 30 seconds, you're going on in 30 seconds. So I'm standing and getting ready to go on. A big limo pulls up. Tom Hanks steps out of the limo with one of the kids that's in the movie. And he goes, Dean, what are you doing? I said, I'm about to go on the air in less than 30 seconds. Want to join me? I never thought that he would. He comes over and... We do. We get a live interview with Tom Hanks. Yeah, I guarantee you, no other movie star is going to do that. Yeah, uh, that's just the kind of nice guy that he is. That's awesome. So, from the best to the worst. Oh, probably my least favorite is Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. This is not just me, but every reporter will tell you what Tommy Lee Jones does when you go in with an interview with him. Uh, He purposely gives you one-word answers and leaves you hanging. As you probably both know from doing interviews with people now, you want people to talk. You want people who are going to be verbose. 
about things. Ask me any any question. Uh, what'd you eat for dinner, Dean? Food. Was it good? Would be the Tommy Lee Jones response. <laughs> but you got a little bit of a cold sweat there, didn't I you? I did. With the, with the sudden, I, was, I needed a follow-up. With I the sudden answer. silence, right. Yeah. That's what Tommy Lee Jones does. He does one-word answers to throw the interviewer off because there's a sense of panic that you have because you expect the person to have somewhat of a verbose response, but he does it on purpose. So I knew that ahead of time, and I would come in to interviews uh, knowing that he was going to mess with me and everybody else uh, that way. I would literally go in for a four-minute interview with about 50 questions because I was going to be ready when he did that. But one time I, I did it, and I just let the silence go. He would give me a one-word answer, and it would be silent, and he was staring at me, and I was staring at him, and we just were staring at each other. And after maybe 30 seconds of nothing happening, I would ask, ask another question. He would do it again, and I would just, it was the most awkward interview ever. Uh, and I came back, and I thought, well, you know, that was a waste of time. I can't use that. But instead, I, I ran it that way yeah. just to show what a jerk that he was. But here's the part with it, why I, I don't like the guy. When I was going into the room, another young journalist was coming out, and she was crying. She was in tears. And... Um, as I was walking in, I heard Tommy Lee Jones talking to his people saying, oh, boy, I got her good, didn't I? I really got her good. He, do, he did it on purpose right. to shake this poor thing uh, to the point th that she was in tears. And it's like when you do it on purpose yeah. to make somebody else cry and then you're laughing about it, that's an a-hole thing to do. Do you have a uh – you know, you go on these junkets, you get to travel so, to some awesome places. Are you there for like 24 hours? You don't so, get to go anywhere. Sometimes, sometimes it's that fast. More often than not, I'll fly into New York or L.A. most often, uh, arrive that late afternoon. We see a movie that night. In the morning, we do the interviews, and by mid-afternoon, we're back on a plane. Uh, whole thing done. Ouch. Back in the old days, uh, we would lug uh, beta tapes. Uh -huh. They were literal beta tapes. I would have bags and bags of beta tapes that I would have to cram into my luggage to uh, bring back, and then they put them on little uh, HD cards. And now they just now they just do links that makes the whole process a lot easier. They put you in a nice hotel at least. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. You've been to Hawaii though, at least doing these several times okay okay so it could be worse i'm not complaining <laughs> okay i'm not saying you are I'm I'm not, <laughs> yeah i've i've never i mean it's fast i wish i could stay and enjoy hawaii uh, a little longer sometimes i've added a couple of vacation days if i'm you know someplace uh nice i'll uh, i'll add something onto it uh, on my own but, uh, you know, we're there to work. You know, the, the movie Pearl Harbor was in, we, we did that in Oahu. And uh, I added on, I think I took a week's vacation, actually, mm -hmm. after the thing. So it's, it's not that bad. And people uh, often ask, who pays for all of this? And it's ha ha about half of it is paid by the studios. About half of it is paid by WGN. So it's about a half and half deal. Okay. These junkets... 
Do you need, like, an assistant of any kind? No. Because, like, Hawaii, pretty nice this time of year. Yeah. Most times of year, it's pretty nice. Yeah. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be complaining, you know. I'd be, even if it's quick turnaround, you get an hour in that sun. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Some tropical drinks. Right. Your flip-flops. Some amazing food. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah, no, I don't need, uh, I don't need any help. No field producing required? Yeah. You know anybody that would be good at that? Yeah, as a matter of fact. Got to get your dry cleaning. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I said red M&Ms. <laughs> I don't like my bed tucked in that tight. I'll untuck your bed. I'll pick out okay. the red M&Ms. Now I'm creeped I out. said two queen beds, not one king, Brian. <laughs> All right, this is the WGM Morning News Podcast. Stay tuned. We've got a fun surprise coming up next. I sound so it's fine. stuffy. It's fine. You sound good. Let me say it one more You time. don't sound any worse than you usually do. <clears throat> oh, thank you, Dean. That's nice <laughs> of you to say. <laughs> All right, this is the WGM Morning News Podcast. Stay tuned. We've got a fun surprise coming up next. That was even worse. Time now for checking in with Conrad. Hey, Paul. Hello. Hey, Paul. Hello. Time for checking in with Conrad. Each week I check in with morning show weatherman Paul Conrad. Let's check in with him now. Hey, Paul. Hello. Hey, Paul, whatever happened to Julio Iglesias? Oh, you know, thank you for asking. So he's still alive. 79 years old. And he's got like eight kids. I don't know how many different wives he had, but what a beautiful man. He sang one of my all-time top five favorite songs, which uh, was uh, To All the Girls I've Loved Before. He and Willie Nelson sang a little duet, To All the Girls I've Loved Before. You know this song? I don't. They've traveled in and out my doors. It's a delight. It's all I know of it, but it's a barn burner of a song. One of my top five. I'll have to listen to him. Yeah. What's on your mind, Paul? Well, you know what's on my mind is uh, I'm uh, calling for the Screen Actors Guild of America to uh, remove uh, this uh, Will Ferrell and Ron Reynolds uh, from any more uh, acting or directing anything coming out of Hollywood for life. Uh over the Thanksgiving, I watched that steaming pile of crap show called Spirited, which is a take on A Christmas Carol. And that was by far one of the worst television show movie things I've ever seen in my life. Outside of having them both arrested and deported, they should be banned for life. They should never be allowed to do another thing in TV or film again. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. What did I say, Ron? You said Ron Reynolds. I think it was his, his brother's Ron. And I think he's Canadian, actually. Well, so good. So throw him, make force him to go back and shut the door on him because that was awful. What was what's the problem? Everything about it was bad. Bad songs wasn't funny. I was looking for some entertainment. It was a constipated mess that I couldn't even understand. It was stupid, bad singing, bad acting, bad songs. All of it was a nightmare. Shame on them. And I know some of these guys probably do noble work at some point or another, but at some point, we as Americans have to put our foot down and say no more. You lay a big turd out there like that, and you're done. Shame, shame, shame. 
So lock them up, deport them. One of the two, yeah. All right, this has been Checking In with Conrad. Hey, Paul. Hello. Hey, Paul. Hello. Time for Checking In with Conrad. We'll have more with Dean Richards coming up. This is the WGN Morning News Podcast. We're here with Dean Richards. Dean, you have a photo on your desk of you, Bozo, and Cookie at a telethon in the early 80s. Yes. Is it true that that was the very first time you met Bozo? That was the very first time. Uh, I, I wish I could remember exactly what year. I, I want to say it was maybe 1981 or 82. Uh, I was invited to come and be on the um on the, the 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 phones, you know, to answer the phones at the telethon. I wasn't even like co-hosting or anything like that. I was like strictly in the background. But Bozo and Cookie were Bozo and Cookie, and might have been Tom Skilling uh, were like the main uh, guys. So you know, during uh, during some of the breaks when they go to the national segments, you know, then you could take a break. So I go to get some water and backstage is Bob Bell, Bozo, and Roy Brown, Cookie. And they're just, they're, they're just standing there. So being a kid that grew up in Chicago, I was completely starstruck. And I sheepishly went up to them. Their, their backs are toward me, but I, she, I, I recognized them anyway, even though their backs were toward me. <laughs> and I went up to them. And uh, I said, um, excuse me, uh, Mr. Bell and Mr. Brown. Uh, and I introduced myself. Uh, and <laughs> they turn around, and they're both smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Bozo, Bob Bell, had his foot up, you know, like on one chair, resting his elbow on his knee. So his gigantic shoe was in the, <laughs> you know, pr- was predominant. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says something like, Hey, hey, kid. Uh, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. How you doing? Except he uh, also said some swear words uh, in that whole thing, which I won't share. Yeah. But for my first meeting uh, with you know these icons that I grew up with, to be uh, smoking and swearing, uh, could <laughs> couldn't have foretold my WGN future uh, any better. <laughs> Uh, this was maybe 20 years, 20, 15, 20 years before I worked at WGN. So really, I was just meeting these guys that I grew up uh, watching. And ironically, I was thinking about this the other day. Ironically, uh, the last time that I saw Bob Bell, it was shortly before he passed away. He was inducted into the Clown Hall of Fame in, I think it was Delavan, Wisconsin. It was an old AMP grocery store that they converted into a, a clown museum. And Bob Bell was being inducted, and it was a pretty big deal. And people were lined up for a block to get an autograph or a picture uh, with him. And he had just had a stroke, but he showed up anyway. And he was sitting at this table uh, being so nice to people, signing their autographs, listening to their stories, taking pictures. And he motions over to me. I'd, I'd gotten to know him a little bit by then. And he motions, he like, you know, like with his finger tells me to come over. And he goes, find a polite way to get me out of here. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was exhausted. He yeah, was yeah. completely exhausted. So he finished signing the autographs and I scooted him out of there yeah. as, as quickly as I could. And that, that was the last time I saw him. He passed away shortly after that. Hmm. 
so as as you're you're at this telethon and you see them, you know, he's got the hair, he's in costume, right? Yep. And so you see him from behind, but you didn't at first see that he was smoking. Nope. So you're like all like excited, jazz to go talk to these guys, and then they're just kind of they they kind of like you know because I said, hey, uh, Mr. Bell, Mr. Brown, uh, you know, and the, and they're like then they turn around and right. they've got the 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 probably Marlboro or something, yeah, uh, Winston's. They were smoking ah, Winston's, mm, classic. Because I remember it, uh, a pack of Winston's fell out of Cookie's pocket, which I also thought was funny. They were probably sponsoring the show at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Early eighties, yeah, that fits. Yeah, it's just really, it's just kind of ironic that that I wound up here uh, at, at WGN, and you know, now now after all these years, it's it's just amazing. I mean, that's so much a part of Chicago and so much a part of my personal history that here I'm living it every day. It's it's uh, it's weird to me. Well, Dean, each week we ask listeners to call in and ask questions for our guest. Here's a voicemail from this week. Yeah, hey. Uh... I got, a, I got a quick question for, uh, for Dean Richards, and I'll make it quick. How would you feel about maybe doing uh, a movie review for us, for a picture we're working on? It's a, it's a love story. I mean, it's an adult film, but it's going to be made with love. The action's going to take place in the kitchen, and here's the kicker. We'd like you to uh, maybe guest star in it, you know? It'll be tasteful, I promise. And how's this for a working title? We're going to call it Dean's. Trist, huh? Yeah, Dean's Trist. That's good, right? Well, we're just spitballing here. I'll have my people call yours, and uh, yeah, so Dean's List Day, I think, you know. All right, and uh, your donuts don't blow. I don't know. What? What? <laughs> what was about my donuts? What? Oh, there's a running uh, thing on this podcast where uh, several episodes ago, Paul Conrad said your donuts blow. The, my donuts? Yeah. I, I thought they were delicious. Didn't you had about twelve of them? He was kidding. Yeah, um, he didn't want you to get a big head, right? Oh, um, Dean's tryst though. That's funny. Not that I haven't been listening to each and every podcast to know all the running jokes. <laughs> Clearly, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm. Uh, I don't know how to respond to that. You can always tell the the fake uh, voicemails. You probably know this, uh, Ross, because yeah. you were in charge of voicemails uh-huh. for such a long time. The people who do like they think they're doing a really good oh, uh, yeah. character voice. Yes, uh, like this guy thought that that he was doing. Uh, so this gentleman here has been uh, calling in, and every time he says something, usually it's pretty entertaining. So uh, even if it's a voice, at least he's bringing something to the table. Oh, okay. So you don't want to be in his porn, I, no, I don't. His porn movie? <laughs> no. Do I want to be in his porn movie that's also entertaining and has a heart? No. Okay. But thanks for, thanks for calling. <laughs> your input's very important to us. Keep calling, Cecil. <laughs> Somebody needs to. Nobody calls. 773-883-3323. Yes, this question is for Dean Richards. When did you first discover... Your interest in cinema. Another, another fake call. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another somebody who took like one acting class and thinks thinks that they're really good at character voices. So it was actually Jeff Hoover. I know. I could tell <laughs> right on. I could tell it. immediately. <laughs> but do you have an answer to the question? What, what was the question? Well, let's play it again. Yes, this question is for Dean Richards. 
When did you first discover your interest in cinema? Yeah. Thanks, John Houseman. Uh, appreciate that. Um, when did I first discover my interest in cinema? No. Cinema. Is that what he says? Cinema. 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 Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've always liked movies. When I was just a, a kid growing up, every Saturday, you know, I'm the youngest of four boys. The, my, uh, my brothers and I, my, my three older brothers would reluctantly bring their little kid brother to the movies with them on Saturday. And then just about every Saturday, try to ditch me and lose me. I would wind up sitting by myself because they were with their friends uh, wa- watching the movie. So I guess my interest in cinema Mm. began uh, probably around then, being discarded by my brothers. Is that why to this day you still like to go to the movies alone? I don't, I, honestly, I do not mind going to the movies by myself. Me neither. Yeah. You're going to sit there quietly anyway? Yeah. I, the fewer distractions, the better, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Um, now, if I could just get the people around me to stop eating stuff, that's another pet peeve of mine. Oh. I don't, I don't eat stuff uh, in the theater. Not even like... Candy, M&Ms? not candy, not popcorn. Because of the noise. Noise. But you can eat things quietly. Yeah, most people don't though. No. Or just be like a normal person, eat all your popcorn during the previews. Yeah, that I don't mind. Okay. Mm. When there, there's a time to be noisy and there's a time yeah. to shut up and uh, keep your phones off. Yeah. Don't need to be. You don't need to be checking your texts. No. During a a, a, a movie. Uh, Brian, for example, made me uh, take my phone and turn it upside down, yeah. so I wouldn't be tempted to during the recording look at of this podcast. During the recording of this, which is much more important than whatever's happening on your phone, obviously. Maybe you were being disruptive. No. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my point about why you shouldn't do it in a the movie theater and disrespectful. Quite frankly, you're to being you? disrespectful. Yes, to, to both of us, to Ross to us. and I. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is our house. That's true. Well, I sincerely apologize for my indiscretion, and I hope you'll somehow find uh, it in your hearts uh, to forgive me. And if you don't, I'll get even somehow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, chilling. Usually we have uh, more voicemails, but uh, last week, and I think for maybe the week before that, I had the mailbox was full, <laughs> and I didn't know it, so people were calling and the voicemails weren't going through because the mailbox was full, and that's my fault. And just just one more time, uh, listeners, 773-883-3323. This segment will be more robust if you right. call in and you leave voicemails. Now the voicemail box is not full, I promise. Probably won't need to do uh, fake calls for the remaining people. Cecil was a real call. Hoover was not a real call. Yep. All right, don't forget, listeners, we have two episodes left, Annabelle Laval and Mike Toomey. One more time, if you've got a question, if you've got... I can't do this. This is too much. Yeah, hi, uh, this is Cecil. Uh, Anna, when, when, you, uh, when you go to around town, uh, do, do you know who's going to be there uh, and have a tryst? Are you Cecil? <laughs> Have you secretly been Cecil this <laughs> yeah, whole time? He's calling himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is Cecil. And uh, how long have you been bald? He's <laughs> got you there. These are the questions we need. So please call 773-883-3323. Yeah. Don't make me do the fake calls from now on because I really I don't have time, although it is entertaining. 
Seriously, listeners, call 773-883-3323. Dean, do you have anything to promote, like a movie or a book? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have a PBS series uh, that'll oh. be oh. Uh, coming out uh, where I uh, talk about the sex life of caterpillars. <laughs> huh. What's that called? Yeah, the sex life of caterpillars. Oh, that's, that's fitting. Yeah. Are you narrating? Sex life in sections. Oh. Like the different... Each section of the caterpillar. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I have nothing to promote. Um, what are you on radio, Dean? I am on radio <laughs> every, as you well know, every morning between 8 and 8.30 on WGN Radio, 7.20 on your oh, AM dial. Oh, you are? During the week? That is the quietest half hour in our WGN newsroom. Ooh because I do my radio segment from my desk in the WGN-TV newsroom, so everyone mm-hmm. is extra super sensitive. We normally try to have a band playing. Wait, what, at what time is that happening? In between 8 and 8.30. Oh, that's what you're doing. Yeah. If you could announce it, it would be helpful. Yeah, just tell us to be quiet. Yeah. You know, we don't know. Well, anyway, it's between 8 and 8.30. I'm on with Bob Surratt, uh, and we talk about all the same things that we talk about on uh, the TV morning news. And then uh, on my own radio show, a Sunday morning from 9 to 1, for which you've both been guests on the we show. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk a little bit about the world's greatest newspaper television podcast. That's right, the world's greatest newspaper television podcast. I just said that. Yeah, yeah, well, I want to say it a few more times. We covered a lot, and mostly we laughed a lot. I know right. that. That's yeah. the whole reason for the podcast. Yeah, yeah laughter. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, and controversy la- also. <laughs> Tune right. in for the controversy. Stay for the laughter. Yeah. Hi, this is uh, Cecil. And uh, I just wondered who, um, if you're going to be interviewing uh, Pinocchio for the new movie coming out. Hey, Guillermo del Toro was at the Music Box last week. Did you know that? I did. <laughs> did you see him? I didn't because I'm going to interview him next week. Huh. I saw that, and I was upset that I missed it. The yeah. Q&A from Guillermo. I just watched the, his new Pinocchio movie. What so did you like think? Don't ruin motion. it. Don't it's, ruin it's it. really good. Okay. That's all we need to know. Yeah. All right, Dean, do you have any questions for us on the way out? <laughs> no, I do not. Oh, oh I'm, I'm afraid. afraid. That's, that's all, all the, the time, time we have. <laughs> You've been listening to the WGN Morning News Podcast. Tune in next week for Annabelle of All. I'm Brian Say. I'm Ross Magby. I'm Cecil. And good good morning, morning, Chicago. Chicago. Or whenever you're listening to this. We love you. Bye, Dean and Cecil. (laughs) We've said goodbye. We've said goodbye. How many times do you want me to say goodbye? Then don't say goodbye. I don't care. (laughs) You don't have to say goodbye if you don't want to. All right. Goodbye. WGN Morning News Podcast. Why is everyone in a robe? What is going on? I'm going to lunch. We're going to go to uh, Fogo de Chow. And just uh, have, I'm like, and then it goes, wait. My darling, I hunger for your touch. What's your bra size? Quit. <laughs> hey, Dean. Your donuts blow. The, my donuts? Yeah. As far as my underwear goes, um, extra small. Can I borrow $5,000? Absolutely not, Brian. You never lend money to family or friends. Are we friends? Hey, guys. Larry Potash here. Listen to the full episode of WGM Morning News Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Sorry, you got it, Brian. It's all you. 
Go for it. Would you mind um, shutting up? Putting your phone down, shutting up, and putting the earphones on your head? Thank you for listening. I love you. Don't call Gary Baumgarten after midnight.